We're coming out of Psalms 92, 12, and 13. And we were talking about at the end of the um, verse, how it said, verse 12, he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. So then, ah, uh, thank you, thank you. Um, and I did some research, you know, to see exactly what the Lebanon cedars were like. And I was really fascinated, uh, freezing. Um, I'm not sure because it's, it's doing its own thing, Marilyn. Um, you know, it puts up with cold temperatures. Hey, hey, Mama Moses. You know, and I was talking about how we have to deal, you know, with frigid people sometimes. You know, those um, people, they're just in a bad mood, you know, or not even, uh, you know, they're dealing with things. So we, um, as part of the body of Christ, we have to imprint on that, you know, and put out some of our joy, some of our glory, and try and bring their spirits up. You know, we can't turn, you know, and become frigid and angry and upset, you know, that same way. So then... You know, I came to the point how I was talking about how that tree, when it's growing, you can either let it grow up as one or you can leave it alone and it will branch multiple. They still call the side branches off of it leaders. And if you look up the shape, you know, of the Lebanon cedar, it almost looks like an oversized bonsai tree to me, you know, with the um, beautiful branches, you know, just the aesthetic of it and everything. And so I started thinking in relation to us, the way... Um, you know, the way that we operate, you know, if we're left alone, we stop listening to all the naysayers, you know, how we're able to branch off. Each one, teach one. If I know something, then, you know, I'm teaching Mel how to do it. You know, Mel may teach Valerie how to do it. So you start building a community of people, a network, you know, but then if... You look at, you leave it alone, it starts branching, you know, the leaders off the side of it, the way it was talking about. Then, you know, I thought about, you know, the, they call him the Dearborn Farm Boy, you know, who put America on wheels, which, of course, Henry Ford, right? You know, and his legacy continues from generation to generation. So if we, as that middle branch of the Lebanon cedar, start branching, you know, side branches off, you know, passing it down through generations, you know, teaching the, you know, if you don't have kids, of your own saying, you know what, I'm going to teach this young man over here some of the things that I know. I'm going to teach this young lady over here some of the things that I know. So the same, you know, as verse 12, um, Psalm 92 talks about at the end, we shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon, being strong, fruitful, and helping others. Then if we jump over, look at Jeremiah 17, um, 7 and 8 real quick. Blessed is the man that trusted in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river. Roots being planted. You know, we tend to want to jump around from thing to thing to thing. And if you think about it, if you have a plant and it's growing and you rip, you're like, well, I think it needs a bigger pot. You rip it out. The roots don't have, you know, a chance to catch on to anything. Hey, welcome, welcome child of God, you know, you rip it out, you put it in a, you know, a bigger pot, a pot that's too big. It's not ready for that big of a pot. So sometimes we need to slow down and just, you know, look, how can I bloom where I'm planted? We aren't ready for that bigger pot, you know? And then I started thinking about, um, how it's so easy to say, okay, well, uh, my circumstances aren't good. You know, I'm having a bad day. My hair is not going right. You know, I don't have, you know, the money, a lack of resources. And it reminded me of my good friend, 
And I love when she tells me the story about how she had came over here um, as a refugee. You guys, if you guys are familiar with Sierra Leone um, and the war that went on over there, you know, so she comes over here as a refugee. You know, she's sleeping finally by the grace of God. Somebody said, you know, I don't have a big place, but I have a floor. I have pillows. You know, I have c cover here. You got a spot, you know, to lay your head. And you aren't out in the cold, you know, because, you know, she was in D she's in D.C., so you know D.C. gets cold out there. So she was thankful to have just that spot to sleep on on the floor. When depression started to set in, she said she caught herself and said, wait a minute. She got up, she put on her raggedy coat, pockets falling off, buttons falling off. She put on her shoes, you know, big holes in the front of the shoes. She didn't have, you know, when she's coming here as a refugee from Sierra Leone, she got out in the cold and went to volunteer. She said, you know, I got, you know, I don't have everything lined up. You know, her, her family here um, didn't reach out to her when she came over. So she was pretty much on her own. But instead of sitting getting depressed she said I'm on a bloom where I'm planted so she walks out in the cold and goes to the shelter to start volunteering blooming where she's planted she said didn't sit go into the pity pot she didn't say well you know one day when things get better for me then I'll do something no it's about taking that action right now and looking around and saying what skills do I have what resources you know what things you know, can I do within the community? So then I look, you know, I think about Paul, of course. You know, I always come back to Paul, 1 Corinthians seven seventeen, and I pulled it out the Message Bible. Don't be wishing you were someplace else or with someone else. Where you are right now is God's place for you. Live and obey and love and believe right there. But then I want to go into that a little bit more. Because I know a, a lot of that scripture surrounds husband and wife. So I really wanted to see. So me, you know me, Tornetta, your girl, I had to go to the commentary, you know, to see what Matthew Henry and the other guys are saying about this. So he breaks it down. The rules of Christianity reach every condition. And in every state, a man may live so as to be a credit to it. That's saying... Be a credit to society. Be a credit to yourself. Be a credit when you look down, you know, and say, you know what? I want to leave something behind. You know, as I say, well, you know, when we take that last breath, what are people going to say when they come to inspect or pay their respects? What are they going to say? What do you want them to say? Uh, the commentary goes on to say it is the duty of every Christian to be content with his lot. We always want more, but we can't handle what we already have, right? And, and to conduct himself in his rank and place as becomes a Christian. Our comfort and happiness depend on what we are to Christ, not what we are in the world. You know, we think we want these titles, we want these labels, we want, want, want. That's not what it's about. It's how we're functioning, how we're blooming. What kind of fruit are we producing? What kind of fruit are we putting out into the world for the body of Christ? That's what it's about. You know, no man should think to make his faith or religion an argument to break through any natural or civil obligations. He should quietly and contently abide in the condition in which he is placed by divine providence. So again, confirming where you are right now is where you are meant to be. 
And, and, and as I have to keep telling myself, as I remind myself, my daughter, all the time, we have to be faithful and fruitful over a few before he's going to reward us many, right? And, and so we get a little ahead of ourselves sometimes and saying, I want, I want, I want. But if we aren't producing with what we have, what are we going to do with more? Rejoice that our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen, Mama Moses. Amen. You know, so blooming where we're planted, no matter how bleak things seem, you know, whether it's relationships, finances, work, marriage, you know, health. You know, and as I said, my friend, she was sitting there getting depressed. She didn't say, oh, man, I'm depressed. I'm sad. You know, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I'm all the way over here from my country, you know, all the way over here. I don't know anybody, any family or friends, but she got out and bloomed where she was planted and started to do great things right there in the community. You know, and then I think about um, how we say, um, you know, or maybe you've said, I know I've said it numerous times in the past. Well, if only I could get out of here. If only I had this then I could do this. And then that reminded me of how many times if you hear people, well, if I had a treadmill at home, I would lose weight. What happens as soon as that treadmill comes home? It turns into a clothes rack. So when, when we're wanting to branch out and go somewhere else, we have to work with what we have. If we're truly, right, Marilyn? You know, just keeping it real. If we're really wanting to branch out and do bigger things, we start small right where we at. We show, you know, we have to show God, look, I'm serious about this thing. You know, uh, it's, uh, what's the one saying? You know, it's as small as it's ever going to be right now, right now. But I'm doing what I can with the small means that I have. If you have a loaf of bread and you look over and see the other person has none, you say, you know what? I'm going to be a good steward, and I'm going to bloom right here, and I'm going to share what I have right, faithful over a few things, you know? We may, and you may say, well, you know, Tori, I work with a bunch of discouragers, you know, gossipers. You know, I'm not getting paid enough. You know, these people are unbearable. How am I supposed to bloom there? Bottom line there is we work for the body, not the boss. We work for the body of Christ, not the boss. So that's when you get in and you know, and you know that you're underpaid, but you're still serving. You're using that time to build yourself up, you know, because God sees the work that you're doing there. He sees the patience that you have. He sees the, you know, that instead of mumbling under your breath, you know, and participating in the gossip or, you know, talking about that co-worker, you're walking away and saying, you know what, I'm just going to pray about this. And you're still blooming where you're planted and you're building yourself up, getting the knowledge that you need. So when he comes and knocks on that door to say, you know what, I got a new job for you. You can walk out of there with your head held up knowing that you didn't leave malicious. Because my grandma used to say, don't ever burn that bridge because you never know when you have to cross it again. You know, and... A couple of times, you know, I've blown up and left places, and I learned my lesson because when I got over to the other side, the grass wasn't that greener. But I was so nasty when I left point A trying to hop to point B, I couldn't turn around and say, you know what, I made a mistake. Can I come back? But after, you know, bumping my head a couple of times, learning that lesson, don't burn your bridges. Bloom where you're planted. Figure out a way um, you know, to turn that thing around, put a spin on it. Like I said uh, last week, you know, when people are coming in with that negative, you got to say, you know, what do I need to do here to position myself so when I get that knock and God says time to go, I can leave here with the grace that's surrounding me. You know, and you can't delay 
um, time and thinking, you know, of things that you had in the past, you know, well, if I had that old job, then I could be doing this. Well, if I was still in that old relationship, maybe my life would be this way. No, you right, Karen, turn the negative into a positive. You can't bloom and blossom in that new relationship. It, you, and your nerves may be on end because you're so worried saying, man, people are looking. This is the fifth time I've been married. If I, I gotta make this look like it's going good, you know? So you have to bloom and focus where you're planted. Stop looking back in the past. If you're trying to compare that present person to the old person, you have to let that go. Thanking God you can move on. Right. You have to say, you know what? That wasn't for me. This is a new door right here. This is a new time. God's trying to do a new thing in my life. Let me leave that old person behind because then what happens usually when you run back or if you keep and you, 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 you start saying, man, I'm not getting anywhere because you're stuck again. Hey, Sandra, you're stuck. You know, daydreaming won't get you to the destination. Wisdom in action, as I talked about a couple of weeks ago, and producing good fruit will keep you growing and moving forward. You know, and then I have to pose the question and say, what if God doesn't open another door? Bloom where you're planted. Look how many pictures, you know, if you go and just Google um, flowers and plants growing in the oddest places, you know, you'll see beautiful flowers coming up through cement. The cement's all cracked. Trees have, you know, came through buildings and, um, and I can't remember where I saw this really neat one, you know, but the tree had grown through the abandoned house, grew through the house, well, up through the floor, turned itself to the side, came out the windows and back up the side of the house. It was the, it's, and they've left it like that because, and I'm, you know, really glad to see that because that's showing that you can overpower any obstacle. If a little tiny bloom can bust up an entire chunk of concrete, us as humans, the power, if we put our mind to it, we can bloom where we're planted and we can make great things happen as we're destined to. Um, you know, because sometimes God has planted you where he wants you to stay. You know, you know, and it's not a new place or a new situation. He's saying, figure out, work with your God, you know, make it happen. You know, and then we have to stop finding fault, whining, complaining, sulking over the past things again. You know, and you will see the provision when you start to remember not the things of the past. You know, make an effort to remove that old, how I say, erase that tape. You know, record new thoughts in there, the new affirmations to yourself each day. I mean, there's so many apps now to where you can pull it up. If you catch yourself going into that, or either record your own affirmations and be like, you know what, I need to step away from this desk for a minute. Listen to your own affirmations to keep yourself going, right? So then if we look at Philippians 4 and 8, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Don't sit bogging your mind down with worry, wondering, well, if I only had this, then maybe I could be living in this city. Or, you know, you see a lot of people say, if I only had a bigger house, you know, I could have nicer things and I'd be able to keep it clean. You know, I'd have a beautiful yard. Maybe if you take care of the yard that you have, tie the goats up in the back, put the chickens in a pan, get you a bucket of paint, fix up what you have, bloom where you're planted, put love, care into that, 
then maybe he'll say, you know what, my child, you are ready for something else. Because guarantee if you move into that other thing, it's just going to end up the same way if you aren't making the necessary changes and actions before you grow into something else. It's the same as people say, you know, if I had more money, I would donate more. What happens when they hit the lotto? They end up with cars, cars jewelry, houses, you know, all sorts of stuff. And then somebody comes along, well, I thought you said if you ever won the lottery, you would donate a million dollars. You know what? I'm running a little low. Uh, you know, we get that amnesia on things. We forget those promises that we made. If only he would give us these things. You know, we say, well, you know, if I had more time, then I could be happier. So then I start thinking, you know, I've had people say, well, Tora, what do you do with your time? And then I pose the question, it's not what I do with my time. It's what I do not do with my time. It's what I refuse not to allow to consume my time. It's people, certain people that I won't allow to waste my time because that's the one resource they haven't figured out how to get us back. Like I said, if I want to get rid of these wrinkles, I can go to my dermatologist and I can get rid of them real quick. You know, if you want to get everything else right, tight, and back where it was when you was 25 for the right amount of money, they can do that. But they have not figured out how to get our time back. So it's what things are you not willing to participate in to have that time. And then when you start working with that, and then he'll say, well, you know what? Let me free up a little bit more of your time. I think I'm going to bless your business a little bit more so you're able to hire an assistant. Or maybe you're able to take a little vacation, take time away from the business, but you have to be fruitful in what you already have. Stop complaining and be a blessing. Bloom where you're planted. You know, and, and I just put down a few of the things here. And they said, you know, I did a um, a quick uh, research on it. And I'd also heard another group of ladies that I used to watch, the Bish Chicks. They had said the same thing some time back. Most people don't leave within a three-mile radius of the neighborhood that they're in. Some people have lived in on that same street for many, many years. They couldn't tell you what's on the other side of town. They couldn't tell you what's 10 blocks up the road. That's all they know. So if you're gonna spend that much time within the community, mentor, assist the elderly, volunteer, community projects. When you look around and say, man, all these houses are falling down. You know, what are we gonna do? Why wait on somebody else to do it when you can bloom where you're planted? Host charity events, you know? If you're a baker, put together Little cookies, little things, invite people over, share the word, share good stories, you know. Don't sit around and talk about the foolishness, you know, that's going on, things that we can't do nothing about. And we spend all day, I hear people, and I remember I even got caught up in it one time. CNN had me so tied up, and I said, wait a minute, I wasted two weeks sitting here watching this mess on CNN, and I ain't got nothing done. Watch how things seep in and consume your time. You have to be mindful of it. You know, donate, you know, if you have it. Tutoring, you know, if you know, right, block parties, that's a great way, you know, to do it. And then say, okay, well, uh, you know, let's take this money, invest it back into the community, or find a family that needs some help, you know. Each one help one, you know, fix it up. If you know how, you know, to do carpentry, go around. Make the neighborhood look better instead of saying, I'm sick of this old raggedy neighborhood. Well, what have you done? Prayer walks to pray for the community. Amen, Mama Moses. You know, and say, well, it's so easy to look at 
been like, I hate this place. I do not like it here. But what have you done to try and make a difference? When you see the kids out there, you know, throwing stuff down, do you just look at them and say, look at that little sucker just threw all that trash right there. Do you say, hey, young man, come over here. You know, you might want to think about, you know, picking that up, you know, and try and, and, you know, and put some good fruit into them, spread some good spirit into them. So, you, you know, I pose again, how would you like to help? What impact do you want to leave on this world when you've taken that last breath, when they come to inspect or respect? What are people going to say? You know, do you want more? If you want more, are you truly ready? Are you being fruitful with what you already have? Are you sowing good seeds? Are you doubling that? Or do you just have the bag of seeds sitting in the corner looking at it saying, well, maybe I'll plant that next week. We're on the move. Move of God versus moving away. Exactly, Mama Moses. You know, are you just looking at it and say, well, maybe if I leave it in that bag long enough, them seeds will plant themselves, you know. And so, uh, taking action, producing good habits and fruit where you are to prove that you're truly, truly ready. That's my message for you tonight. Thank gosh for the graciousness of God and Periscope getting itself together so I could get that out to you guys. As always, I hope you found something that maybe, you know, made you think a little bit deeper or maybe say, you know what? I got to go back and check that out. Let me see what I can do within my community. What do I have that I'm not taking care of now that I can be a little bit more fruitful and appreciative with before I turn and say, I need bigger, I need better. I want more. That's my message, guys. And as I always end every single broadcast, until next time, walk good, do good, be good. All right? Tornado, I'm out of here. I love y'all. Take it easy.